So just want to give a shout out again to Missy D for giving us such a beautiful uh, podcast intro. And uh, my name is Rob Kim. Welcome to Career Carrots, your bite-sized podcast for nutritious things all about careers. I'm Rob Kim. I'm bringing the career professional perspective. I'm concurrently a career strategist in the faculty of land and food systems, which we call LFS at the University of British Columbia. Yeah, I love all of the uh, LFS puns that you threw in there with our podcast name, Rob. I'm Elena, and I'm a third year dietetic student in the faculty of LFS here at UBC. And this podcast is also part of my role as the Work Learn UBC LFS Mentorship Program Work Learn student. And before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that we're currently working on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Musqueam people, and that that's a great privilege that we have to do so. So, Elena, today I thought we might talk a little bit about, I don't know why, thinking about it, embarrassing kind of interests and hobbies. Now, I always love learning of about students kind of interests so knowing that you know this podcast is broadcasting out to like literally tens of people um what what is maybe an embarrassing hobby or interest that you have that you'd be reluctant maybe to share just like to strangers right away but in this Mm. space you know maybe you can share that's a really interesting question I don't really consider myself to have a whole lot of like weird or embarrassing hobbies, but I think interests, I can get like really hyper fixated on certain things. So like when I was in high school, um, there were some bands that I had been in like fandoms of, if you, if you like know what that mean, means, I'm sure some of our younger listeners might relate to that. Um, especially if they were active on Twitter and things like that. I like who? Would, what band? Like, give me ex- like, give me like top three. That okay, you were well, just like when I was like really young, it was like the Jonas Brothers, sure. and then, and then it went to Justin Bieber when I went to like middle school, and then in high school it was One Direction. Um, and the Jonas Brothers actually made a comeback and. I saw them live with like one of my best friends from LFS. And so that was like a really interesting experience. Wait a yeah. second. So that you were in university when you saw the Jonas Brothers when they came back. Yeah, it was, it was literally like last year. It was like before COVID. Like for those of you who don't know Elena very well, she's a wonderful person. And I want to say this in a nice way, like, it's kind of serious in many ways like you know like you know like I think you know I don't think you would suffer a lot of my foolishness but I I I want you to paint a picture for me like what does Elena in the crowd what does that Elena look like when the Jonas Brothers like hit the stage I I can't (laughs) like I I almost want to envision you just kind of like sitting there kind of like stoic looking but I 
Like, what was your reaction? Like, well, I really like going to concerts. Like, I think any any of my friends who know me really well, they know that I spend most of my money on concerts. Oh. And I'm definitely one of those people who um, my voice is gone by the end of the concert. So <laughs> you can infer from that what you want. But do you, like, just go, like, like you just start screaming and, like, you know... I mean, when everyone else around you is screaming, how, how can you, like, am I screaming because I'm scared that everyone else is screaming or am I screaming because I'm excited That's that what they're I'm saying. on You're... stage? Also, the lights turn out at the same time. So I'm like, am I scared of the dark? Am I screaming because of that? Um, I think there's so many reasons to scream at a concert. It just makes the whole experience better. Yeah, just, I have a real hard time picturing you screaming like kind of losing it when that like I just I can't I cannot actually even see it it's very fascinating I'm guessing like me during work hours compared to like me outside of work hours is probably very different I'm sure that might be the same with you Rob so (laughs) you know what's interesting is you know we've worked together now for a while and I keep learning all these things and there's like sometimes some commonalities that surprise me because mm-hmm. when you said you love like spending time on concerts like uh, that's all I used to spend my money on concerts. really yes obsessed with live shows I love yeah. it yeah what was the type of music you would listen to <laughs> nothing that you would listen to yeah really try me <laughs> oh I mean when I was younger like in high school it was like because that was like when grunge was popular. So like, oh yeah, yeah, a lot of grunge. Then get into like really kind of heavy metal, oh. industrial metal, like stuff that I, I don't think yeah you'd ever imagine. Yeah, I me. think I think yeah. metal is like the one category of music that I just will not. I won't listen to. Yeah, but everything else I'm like pretty open to. Mostly, yeah, just a lot of rock now. And, but yeah, I love seeing live shows. Like a lot of bands are so old now, but you know. Um, yeah, speaking of unique or like interesting things, I guess, I really want to know what the most surprising or interesting job you've had is. Ooh, there's so many. <laughs> I've had, <laughs> uh, you know, I once worked at a go kart track out in Richmond but uh, the one that I go to is um I used to work on cruise ships oh <laughs> um so you know when I was a teacher you could apply to work on cruise ships on the, like the high seasons which were your vacation time so like Christmas spring break summer mm-hmm. and I specifically applied to work as um a youth uh what are they called? Like a youth counselor. Yeah, they the youth staff or whatever it is. So basically you're just playing with the kids in the youth room, right? And so you just play like video games, you know, ping pong, lots of board games, you know, watch movies. So you're like a camp counselor basically on a moving ship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was very interesting. What was your favorite part of that job? Uh, there was a lot. <laughs> First of all, the work was really, um, most of it was easy. Like it sometimes got very busy in the center. Sometimes you know, on some contracts, you'd have like 
hundreds of kids like packed in there, but like I've worked camps before. And so it was really easy because you were never really worried about losing a child. Mm, Right. Like I guess they can only go so far. Yeah. Like unless they go overboard, like (laughs) there, there is like, you're in a center that parents drop them off. And so it's like that level of stress is very decreased. Like that used to kind of Mm -hmm. stress me out when I was out and about with uh, kids in Vancouver on camps and that, and that sort of thing. Um, so that was one. And the work was fun. It was like, I would just try to beat them in video games and, you know, lots mm-hmm. of sports and that sort of stuff. The other, the two other perks were lots of good eating. Cause I got to eat oh, sometimes in the buffet and how oh, I would eat so much and got to see a lot of cool places that I would never go to. Like I, I did, um, like the best was when you go to like Eastern Caribbean, Western Caribbean, you start from Puerto Rico. We go through, uh, I went on one, we went through the Panama canal and then the ones that like really popular that not everyone would get because everyone you'd apply for these little contracts. And finally my last contract, I landed a summer to Europe. So, you know, I went to Iceland, Denmark, Norway, and then went down the Mediterranean. It was just mm-hmm. amazing because it's all paid for, right? They fly mm-hmm. you there and you're still making U.S. cash. And um, I mean, the pay wasn't like amazing, but it was like all bonus, really. Yeah, I think it's funny because I used to go on cruises a lot when I was a kid. Imagine but if we saw each other. That would like, be ima- so weird. Imagine if we like traced it back and like uh, if we had been on that same ship, that would have been weird. But anyway, sorry. It's fascinating that we, again, another commonality. I- yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, speaking of jobs. Um, yeah. So I didn't actually know that you used to work on a crew. So that's, that's really cool. Um, so I'm sure you have a ton of other job experience that I didn't know about so I'd really like to hear about maybe your worst or your best job experience you know I I don't want to necessarily say worst because I think that just implies a lot there's always stuff I thought I could take away from all my jobs the one that really kind of maybe opened my eyes of like realizing that I maybe wasn't utilizing my current situation as best as it could was um, this one job I had in the summer, because I, I, I was not a very proactive person. I would always like suddenly be like, Oh, I need a summer job in university. You know how some people like have it. Some people have it lined up to like 2025. I was that literally that person like, Oh my goodness, I better get a job. And then I would just start scrambling. Yeah. And I, I just got a job through uh, my friend from high school. His dad worked, um, at this place that would make apartment phone um, panels. I know that sounds weird. So like, you know, when you go to an apartment complex, you call up the enter phone systems. That's Uh what I would work on, like putting those panels together. So it wasn't done by a robot, it was done by humans. And there's like (laughs) a team of four or five of us. And I would literally take these resistors and put them in an air compressor, like all day long, just Ka-chum, 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 like just like crimp, a machine <laughs> yeah like crimp yeah. these resistors and you're putting them into a circuit board now what that job really illuminated for me was one day i was talking with one of the ladies the kindest lady there um super nice 
and we were having a lunch conversation. And I will always remember this conversation. She was, she was so good. Like at her job, <laughs> like, you know, let's say I would do like 10,000 of them in an hour. She'd do like 10,000 of them in like a minute, you know, like she, she was just so competent and yeah. fast. Right. And she'd been working there for 20 plus years. And there was like rumblings about this arm of this company being shut down because it was like going to be obsolete technology really. Right. Yeah. Or the demand wasn't there. And she's like, Rob, she was like you know, over 50 at the time. She said, Rob, what am I going to do when this closes down? Like, how am I going to find employment mm-hmm. when my skill set is so like defined and really going to be phased out really, um, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of robotic things could be done with it. So, uh, and, and when she said that, it was like, I was, I was like struck by like a lightning bolt and I just kind of opened my eyes and I realized two things. Number one, oh my goodness, like here I am at university griping about this and that and not recognizing the opportunities that I have with my education, access to programs and things at uh, university Mm -hmm. to really get opportunities and experiences to diversify my skill set. And I also realized like I never wanted ever to get in a situation where I would just be phased out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was really eye-opening. I think that's why when I come into your classes and when I'm talking, I really talk about that idea of flexibility, pivoting, being adaptable, because we can't predict what the selection forces are going to be in the future for, you know, our working environment. Like for instance, can you ever imagine a scenario where someone would be like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to be a doctor anymore, which is what we're actually hearing, or I don't want to be a nurse, you know, those sort of things where COVID has just been really tough on these people or they've faced really traumatic things beyond what they signed up for. Right. So yeah, those are the two things that really, it just opened my eyes. Like I I don't want to be just defined by one skill set, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it is really important as university students to like recognize the privilege that we have to have access to like so many different ways to increase that skill set, like whether we're working or whether we're just, you know, students, you can always learn more. And I think that is a really big privilege, especially going into the workforce. But it's also hard. It's like, it's always wherever you're at, you don't think you have it, right? You know what I mean? So I get it, but yeah, it is really hard in the moment to sometimes take almost like that bird's eye view and look at where you're at to identify, or it's that external reflection that a lot of us don't do. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I think, you know, when you do these experiences, sometimes you get that perspective that can jolt you or again, make you see that external like um, view. Mm -hmm. How about for you? Like, uh, you know, let's go, let's go maybe more positive. What was a, a great job experience that you, you had or have had? Um, other than this job, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Nice I try. Think, um, I think the best job experience I had was over the summer of 2021. Um, so I got hired by the center um, as a first year experience student coordinator. 
The center, um, which center? The Center for Student Involvement. Okay, just um, checking. I like center for Student Involvement and Careers. Yeah. Yes. CSIC, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so I got hired there as a first-year experience student coordinator, and that role basically was a really big part of putting together like all the first year programming at the beginning of the year. Um, so that includes like Jumpstart and Collegia, Imagine Day. Um, and I had never really thought about getting a job like that. Um, I knew that I really liked working with other students and like helping first year students and things like that. But I think the best part of the job was just how supportive everyone was. Um, like my supervisors were extremely supportive and they really cared about professional development. Like even though this role didn't relate to my career field at all, um, my supervisor, she actually had connections and she helped set up coffee chats for me to like further those connections. So I had never been in a job where like they allowed me to like use work hours to like talk about what I wanted in my career development um, and then yeah my co-workers were super supportive they were also students and there were just so many different perspectives that I could see and I think this job really opened up my eyes to like what I want in a workplace um, and like a lot of the values that I sh that I have were also like aligned with this role um, and then I also got to be on campus for Jumpstart and I got to like stay in residence and since I'm a commuter student I had never done that before so that was really exciting for me oh, you got a little yeah. slice of that yeah mm -hmm. and, and for our listeners again uh, the first year experience team they're the ones that what they, they do huge huge orientation welcome events for brand new students which includes you know jumpstart like you mentioned ubc collegia um it's just a massive massive undertaking that uh, the center for student involvement careers does uh, you know can i ask you know you were in dietetics at that time right like you're already in dietetics coming off of the first year is that correct yeah, and so, so it yeah. is fascinating that you know you think like you'd be trying to do something dietetic related what compelled you to just say like, I'm going to apply for this, you know, on the outside, it looks like very unrelated, like you said, I just wondering mm -hmm. what was your reason or was it just simply, oh, I just decided to. Well, one of the things is um, that's not related to my career, but that I have a little bit of experience doing and that I really enjoy is event planning. Mm -hmm. And I saw the role, I think on careers online. And I saw that like um, event planning and leadership was some of the things that they were looking for and I was like oh I love event planning so maybe I should apply um, and this was also a full-time job and since with COVID not being like super great I figured this is the time for me to get a full-time job um, so that was basically what compelled me to apply and, and you know what I hear from there is actually a little bit of bravery on your part, because I think a lot of us would have self-selected us out of not applying, right? Like, oh, I don't have everything. Why would I be doing that yet? You still applied. Mm -hmm. um, I want to maybe speak to some of our listeners, again, kind of 
inside stuff and just recognizing that for instance at UBC there you know there's a community of staff people so uh you know I used to work at the Center for Student Bomb Careers I have very fond attachment to that place too it was huge for my own career development and um again then you get just connected with staff you know people there and so you know you wouldn't necessarily know that but you know when you put down one of those references you know it does happen here on campus where again if you've worked in or volunteered in peer programs you worked with uh, UBC rec you've uh, worked with housing like there's so many different positions on campus where sometimes you know reaching out to a colleague to ask about hey what about this person that student like we don't really sometimes realize that internal networking that's happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. so you know in your case your supervisor um, Brady, I mean, she vouched for yeah. you. Uh, and, and that was a really, it wasn't the thing, but it was just enough for me when I was having to decide between two people for your current work learn position. But um, now I regret maybe that choice hearing how you, know, you really just talked about that summer job and, you know, not even saying anything about your current job. I'm not going to hold it against get fired you. on air. Yeah. Imagine that <laughs> on air firing. <laughs> controversial um but yeah so you know like that's something when people talk about the hidden job market i want to push back against that it almost seems nefarious but sometimes how you show up and then that referral Mm -hmm. it's not the thing but it all does contribute because also you got lots of skills from that um and that's what you're able to talk to so Mm -hmm. it all adds up a little bit and sometimes when it's that close between uh candidates sometimes those little things do um, matter so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think getting any job with UBC is such a good idea um, just from like my experiences with any UBC jobs it just like Rob said it creates this internal network that you might not be aware of but sometimes once they see that like you've started out working for the company already you already have things like certificates um, some training and I think that can be really helpful um, when they're hiring. So, yeah, you know, I try sometimes really to hire students to give them an experience, but in this case, because your this role was going to is was brand new, and I had ideas of what it was going to morph into. I did realize, like I, I because again, my work is so busy and with a work line, mm-hmm. I really needed someone that I felt like could hit the ground running, was a little bit more experienced. And that was also a factor that I was looking for. So in this case, again, seeing all your different involvements that made me think that she could do it and it's <laughs> come to truth and fruition, right? Like uh-huh. this podcast project is is literally proof of that. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, I, it's just, I think I want to share that with students again of, you know, how, where you show up and, and how you contribute, like sometimes it doesn't get noticed, but often it does. Right. And, but if it doesn't feel like that sometimes. And um, again, you don't know the conversations that are happening behind the scenes, uh, how you show up in these communities mm-hmm. as well, both good or bad. Right. Sometimes. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. All right. Um, I guess what's your takeaway from today? Takeaway from today, I think one of the ones is that in any job, well, based on your story about like your worst, not not necessarily your worst experience, but the one that didn't really wasn't the best fit for you. 
I think it's very important to not shut yourself in a box in terms of your skill set and to constantly be exploring um, how you can improve. Like there's a lot of free courses out there, a lot of certificates that you can get um, to consistently improve your skills. Um, And also just not being afraid to explore and to apply to jobs even if you think you're not necessarily the most qualified is really important because you never know what opportunities that can lead to so I think that was my main takeaway so now that I've shared my takeaway what is your takeaway Rob um I heard a lot you know I think about maybe you know like the time for me to fly and kind of like feeling alive you know and you know just even considering like how we can be much better uh and hold on to like things that we're doing for maybe a a little bit longer uh without pushing me away or others away and Mm -hmm. you know or you know that could lead to fall um and maybe tonight and you know i think when you look me in the eyes and and say you know (laughs) you know, are you maybe being paranoid or or a sucker? Um, You know, it it can really make you think into like the year 3000. That's just the way we roll. And so, yeah. Is this episode going to get copyrighted? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even, I didn't realize what you were doing for a solid like five seconds. Yes, I know. (laughs) I was like, is she going to pick up on it? I was like, what? What is he talking about? (laughs) I was just reading for the listeners. I was just reading Jonas Brothers titles. Um, so my takeaway is, uh, yeah, you know, every job, there is something for you to learn from. And I think, again, when you know what you don't want or what you can, from an experience, you can identify, this is what I'd like. Like, I love that you said, I know what kind of workplace, right? You're aspiring to that. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're going to get exactly, but you're like, I see this and this is what I want. And so you, but you would never know that sometimes going into it until you do it. So uh, I think there's always um, something that you can learn from any job. And that's why I like to kind of hesitate saying worst or best uh, because Mm -hmm. there's something there. Okay. Uh, Well, pleasure talking to you again. And um, I think we'll just do one last thing here. Okay. So since we were talking about music, um, I kind of wanted to be a little bit nostalgic and try to see if you know some of my, f- like, the song from my childhood. I don't know, high school days. Um, so I'm going to say some lyrics and you're going to have to guess it. <laughs> okay. And I don't get any other hints? Just the lyric? Yeah, okay, just, just give lyric. me the lyric first and then... Give me hints, okay? Okay. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it's gonna sound so sound so dumb, but okay. So you call me up. It's like a broken record saying that your heart hurts, that you'll never get over him getting over you, and you end up crying and I end up lying. Cause I'm just a sucker, sucker for anything that you do. And scene. <laughs> All right, is it? Jonas Brothers Sucker. Haha, no, it's not. Oh. I knew that that would probably trick you. I, I have no idea. Okay, give me okay. a little bit more. Like, give me a hint about um, the person. 
It's not a person. It's a band. It's a band. Is it One Direction? No. I have no idea. It's a band. When you said Jonas <laughs> Brother. So is it one of the, the three that you mentioned at the beginning? It's not. Oh, it's a different band. Are they yeah. North American? No. No. From no. Britain? England? No. Europe? <laughs> no. <laughs> Korea? No. <gasps> Where are they from? Um, Australia. Australia? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I, I, they're they're big still. They have I, a new album, so I you know this is beyond me. This is how not cool I am, but okay. I have no idea. Okay. Well the band. Yeah. Okay. They're called, fi- they're called Five Seconds of Summer. No. No. And the song uh, is Five called... Seconds of Summer. What does that actually mean? Like what are you what are you saying? Five seconds of summer. I don't know. Like it's summer's not short. It's more than five seconds. I mean, they go they go more commonly by five sauce. Five <laughs> sauce? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> what? It makes no sense. Cause like S it's not SOS. It's not pronounced SOS. It's like uh, sauce. You put it together. Five seconds of sauce. Yeah. I, I thought you might S-A-U-C-E. Oh, I was no. like, what the no, heck? No, no. That makes no sense. Okay. Five no. sauce. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. And the <laughs> song is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the song is called Heartbreak Girl. Uh, yeah. when, when did it when did the, when did this band when were they big? Um they were they started out big in like 2011 and now they're still they're like touring. Yeah, t- 2011 is like a, a year that I just that did not exist on this world. Yeah. You just you yeah. you just didn't yeah, exist. Absent, absent. Yeah, absent <laughs> from all well, no, I you had it. it was our first kid, so it was like literally oh, absent, okay. absent from this sense. world. Yeah, that makes sense. But I, yeah, I, you know, yeah, ne- I never heard of them. You know what I'm gonna do, Elena? What I'm gonna go to Spotify tonight and not listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a wrap up. Before we go, I want to just again give a shout out to um, uh, Missy D for providing us with the. Career Carrots intro, Francis Arvello, who did the production on it, uh, David Tellerico, who mixed it. Uh, just really nice that we have this professional ending. Uh, you can follow us on our Instagram at Career Carrots with an S. Uh, and if you have any email questions, topics, um, you know, like I like to say to Elena all the time, you can do it. You know, like you just send us in if you have actually. I will end with one joke, okay? Ready? Oh dear. Uh huh. What is Elena's favorite sport? Taekwondo. No. No. Okay. Terrible. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We got some curious carrots in my garden. Tell me, are you? Listen in.